Hello guys and welcome to the newest episode of our podcast in Mindsight. Now, before we get started, as always, Elias, how has your week been so far? Very nice to see you again after a week here. Um, my week has been, I don't know, not too exciting, not too unexciting. It's been quite solid. <laughs> Still in uh, my running gag here. Um, yeah, this Monday I like wrote the first exam of physics, like my whole life in that sense. And yeah, during my physics studies, it went quite well, I'd say. I mean, <laughs> At least I got answers to everything. I don't know whether they're right or wrong, but I think it went quite well. Quite well. That's also got back my <laughs> also got back my uh, philosophy grades from the exams from a few weeks ago. I'm also quite happy with that with those. <laughs> and um, today, like <laughs> till an hour ago, I was still out hiking from the morning morning onwards with a good friend of mine which we have to bring on the podcast soon as well for sure <laughs> and that was quite fun um weather was really nice it was like the second time this year i went hiking and really enjoyed it uh, also company and yeah i also got a sunburn <laughs> as you can see yeah <laughs> um that's a not so yeah. great part oh who cares you mean i mean i get uh, more tan like that you know <laughs> oh very <laughs> very nice perspective i also get more cancer <laughs> probably but <laughs> oh man we will see we will see but yeah enough about me how about you what did you experience <laughs> the through yeah my, under? my week's been pretty st stressful so far which honestly i'm quite happy about because mm -hmm. that I, I actually feel like I've been productive this week. It was sort of very fast paced and still is. I still have some stuff to do uh, before Sunday, which, you know, kind of makes me very happy to have this, this fast paced environment <laughs> right now. If I, if I may ask, what sure. are you working on? Um, well, multiple projects as always, but there is <laughs> one which I'm not going to go into detail, but requires me to learn a new skill very, very fast. And mm -hmm. it's it's kind of stressful, but also very rewarding to kind of see the end result coming together and all that. So, yeah. You got to tell me more about that after <laughs> I will. <laughs> this, I will. this week's episode here. <laughs> Other than that, I actually made a new friend um oh very nice I, <laughs> yeah i um i Quite rare in the pandemic <laughs> yeah no i i met some guy from uh, romania who studies in munich also and he came by today because he needed some help and, and whatnot and we just yeah we just talked a lot and he's a very very intelligent person mm -hmm. and just a yeah very cool person to talk to it was uh I had a great time uh, with him and yeah, just, just a, a great person. If he hears it, <laughs> because I actually gave him the name of our podcast. Um, if he hears it, Listen hey man. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, nice to, nice to yeah, hear about you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Lovely time today. Loved every minute of it. And <laughs> yeah, was a, a great discussion we had. What, what is he studying? Uh, he studied, yeah, he's, okay, he's 27. He studied in Romania theology and philosophy. 
and oh, now damn. came to um, to <laughs> Germany. Um, to Germany to, I, as far as I understood, do his PhD thesis mm -hmm. uh, for which he has to work with sort of the um, artificial intelligence department or whatever. And because he's writing sort of the ethics of artificial intelligence oh, yeah. and its dangers yeah. and all that. Very interesting. So Is he working in Munich? Yeah, right now he's still in Munich. I think he's going to go... Um, He, he's going to go back to Romania in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, it, it was a great time. Which, which wait, just another question. Which university <laughs> is he like working at? Uh, LMU. Okay, then it's not at the one I'm studying at. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah. And another thing that happened to me today after piano lessons was oh, yeah. that I met my German teacher, my old German teacher from 11th and 12th grade, which was... Which was also right. just a do, lovely time. Do I know time. him or her? Her. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't want to give letter. away names. A, her, her initials are A-H. A-H. Um, yes, yes, I know, I know, yeah. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, yeah, and as she was... She, she's always been an amazing teacher and I always mm -hmm. uh, loved going to her lessons. And... Yeah, we just also had a lovely time talking and sort of catching up. And it was just uh, very nostalgic in a way, but also just, just yeah, just a lovely time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot to catch up after like <laughs> a year of <laughs> not much seeing each other. Okay, yeah. sure. Quite cool that you enjoyed your time there so much. <laughs> Alrighty. Now we can finally get into the topic for today, which I'm as always, very excited about. Um, <laughs> Elisa and I decided to talk about sort of the concept of meaningful productivity and what it actually means to us to be productive and also various mistakes we did in the past. Um, <laughs> and we're just going to talk openly about them and what we learned from them. Do you want to start? Okay, like with what point or like... <laughs> Those typical like questions that put you on blank <laughs> on a blank <laughs> mind here. <laughs> yeah. Um oof, yeah, where can we start? Like um let's let's probably just first define what we want to say with meaningful productivity. Sure. I, I guess. Um I I think like there's like productivity where we just like i don't know focus on <laughs> uh focus on just being being busy all day all day long would would you agree with that and um uh meaningful productivity is like where you use your time and your resources effectively and in, in a, like a meaningful way that supports your goals and not just kind of being productive for the sake of being productive <laughs> yeah or like just not working for the sake of working and seeming productive yeah so, so sounds like a a good definition to <laughs> kind of build upon uh just as a quick disclaimer the term meaningful productivity we've actually heard from no other than ali abdal 
in uh, a few of his videos. Well, actually. I heard it from you, actually. Okay, <laughs> I, then I've heard it from from his videos. And as Ali Abdal fanboys or fangirls may know, he's writing <laughs> a book currently, and yeah. he said that uh, it's probably going to be about that sort of concept of meaningful mm. productivity. So, just as a uh, yes, it's his book. Yeah, okay, yeah, I remember. But okay. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, your definition was was great. We can we can start with that. So um, we differentiate between just being busy or productive for the sake of it, and being productive because we actually have a clear value system and clear goals we're working towards. Yeah, I, I think I. Great. If we work with that definition, that that will be fine, I guess. Perfect. So a question maybe to you. Are there like, <laughs> or have there been like times where you were, well, where you were just like working just for the sake of it? <laughs> just being for productive sure. for the sake of it? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and I think it's actually very easy to fall into that trap of, mm -hmm. as you said, just working or being productive for the sake of it without really having a clear goal or vision in mind and also not being able to say no to things or to uh, prioritize because you aren't actually aware of your value system and you aren't aware of the things that are actually important to you and mm -hmm. that you actually actually want to work towards and therefore whenever something new comes up uh, you you sort of take way too much onto your plate and try to do everything for everyone and be super busy and productive and working and hustling and grinding the entire time <laughs> uh, but you're not actually moving forwards it's like so, being on the treadmill yeah so so maybe if uh, uh, disagree with me uh, with, uh, if what i say doesn't seem right to you but maybe if you like don't have a fixed value system or something you want to work for then you just like make working your value is good yeah, is I, that like a psychological thing maybe <laughs> <laughs> um i know what you're referring to but i don't i'm not sure if you can actually make work a value i mean there are like workaholics <laughs> sure but i think for workaholics and like i i think i think it could be a, like a value uh in itself because um in our society i think nowadays like work is really valued kind of highly i, I assume and if you're like uh, advising uh, an enterprise or whatever in that business <laughs> you will be considered like some kind of weirdo if you leave uh, before working 12 hours each day <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure so work, uh, yeah, yeah. Could, you know, value maybe to work yeah sure sure let's call it a value i think yeah that's reasonable work as a value but i think which is unhealthy I yeah yeah <laughs> so you would agree it's definitely unhealthy and potentially even dangerous yes i mean if you're putting back your personal health and your uh, mental health their physical health or even other things that should be considered important in your life maybe your family then definitely dangerous <laughs> but it's like if it's fulfilling your life maybe to work on that book you're writing or 
whatever maybe then it's okay to work a lot <laughs> if sure. it's effective at least and if it's just not like not serving your thinking of oh i need to be productive let's work 12 <laughs> hours even though we don't accomplish something yeah <laughs> it makes sense but <laughs> but oh uh no I, i agree with what you said just i'm, I'm trying to think Because as you said, it, it becomes dangerous or harmful once work as a value in your life becomes more important than the things that are, let's say, objectively more important than just working <laughs> and hustling uh -huh. the entire time. And I completely agree, but it's definitely hard for people, myself included, of course, <laughs> to... You know, when you're in the present, when you're currently just, you know, I don't know, working your ass off every day, you quickly lose sight of the things that may seem completely like a waste of time, completely unnecessary in the present moment, but mm -hmm. will actually lead to, you know, amazing results and an, an amazing life potentially just five or 10 years from now. Let's okay. take working out, for example, oh, yeah. your physical health, you know, working out today uh doing a few push-ups may not feel like anything even doing mm -hmm. it for a month or six months may not feel like uh that big of a deal but doing it consistently for 10 years is definitely beneficial but you don't see those results and you don't see those benefits until you have come <laughs> to that point well I actually like if it comes to push-ups specifically i'm like um doing at least like 10 or so a day <laughs> and i think that's actually working out quite quickly like after a month or so you see your results <laughs> okay just sure. from personal experience but yeah you kind of I, i i see what you want to refer to like things you you maybe lose track of that in the long term could provide um so much more value to your life if you just like stick to them instead of going for the short-term uh, satisfactory <laughs> pleasury <laughs> work there i think yeah. that's kind of referring to our was it our no the episode before our last episode like time management like that time management matrix thing yeah. or like that uh personal management matrix thing where like we have urgent and important and stuff yeah. where we should focus on the long-term exactly goals that are not Uh, urgent honestly just just a quick idea that that has come to mind i think work is very similar to to drugs or alcohol or <laughs> anything that gives you an immediate reward you know and mm -hmm. a rush of dopamine and adrenaline or you know whatever or the sense of accomplishment even though you may not actually move forward you're just running on the treadmill like crazy <laughs> because mm -hmm. you have no actual destination to run to um and therefore because of its very similar nature to drugs i think work can very easily become obsessive which we see with workaholics mm -hmm. well i think it depends on the kind of work i not don't completely agree because um i myself i'd say have a tendency to become too obsessed with doing yeah. too much maybe which I kind of yeah, figured out with value systems and stuff. No. Um, 
but even then like certain times of works like <laughs> writing a thesis as i did did like uh, i think a year ago or even more <laughs> those things don't become attractive they are just like those things that are too far out of reach that you don't really can can grasp the results of <laughs> maybe that are yeah kind of difficult even to do those are usually not that much fun in this not that addicting <laughs> <laughs> but if you okay. like your work maybe then yeah. sure or if you like course. your social uh, this system puts lots of value on a certain kind of work like i don't know becoming a doctor becoming a programmer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you like get huge parts of your identity from it then, yeah <laughs> I, I guess it could turn to to drugs, <laughs> to a drug. <laughs> <laughs> it goes both ways, yeah. It can it yeah. could turn to a drug and to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like actually, like students studying hardcore who want to be concentrated in their exams, like tend to use some kind of drugs that <laughs> uh, may make it easier for them to like. Uh, yeah think about stuff to come up with ideas yeah. <laughs> art students <laughs> <laughs> i mean they have to like there's no way around it it's not even a choice you know mm -hmm. <laughs> being an art student <laughs> but would you actually do that Never. like let's no. say okay okay but let's say i mean me neither but just as a thought experiment would you actually if you if you feel like okay i've been in this rut for a few weeks now and the exam's mm -hmm. coming up and uh, for some reason nothing sticks to my brain and i'm always tired and all that would you resort in those moments of desperation to <laughs> drugs or would you say i'm it's... gonna take the exam in my let's say normal natural state i'm in right now it's always easy to say like, that from the perspective you, where i'm in right now that i also not do it in, uh, then even um first of all what probably would keep me from doing it is that i don't know where to get the, those drugs from <laughs> <laughs> which is which is quite good i, I guess um but yeah I, I guess if i'm in like a downtime for several weeks already then there must be some underlying reason it could be depression it could be something with my diet not eating enough vitamin b12 or <laughs> <laughs> um or just not going outside due to the pandemic uh, not no physical activity i think there if i'm in such a state then it must be uh there, there then there must be like a, some other underlying reason interesting in, yeah, yeah physical mental maybe i picked the wrong uh, course to study there that's why i'm not that motivated anymore and then i i think it's better to <laughs> figure out that reason instead of um yeah resorting to drugs to yeah. make you more better in thinking and stuff sure um yeah then i i guess i would just take the exam <laughs> right how how, I, how i'm feeling right now because otherwise it also feels kind of like cheating maybe yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it depends on the definition as always no just kidding but interesting so you would go directly to the root cause 
Yes, I think I out. think there there must be some kind of cause. Maybe it's medical condition, maybe it's not. And if it's like depression, okay, then we could argue about antidepressants or stuff. But sure, yeah, I I think in that sense I'd resort to like the the more natural way instead of <laughs> doping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you just as a quick side note? Did you see Wolf of Wall Street? Um, parts of it, I think, just the beginning. Oh, okay. But yeah, he's he's doing like cocaine. To yeah, keep up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the kind of broker business and mm. on Wall Street, and where this guy, uh, who's played by uh, Matthew McConaughey, kind of teaches him <laughs> how important it is to to take drugs and to kind of mm -hmm. uh, oh, stay yeah, awake for so many hours and sort of always dealing with those digits and numbers and high frequencies and whatnot. So yeah, just a but that's like I think this is something like that is no long term solution. Like no, that you're for going sure to <laughs> <laughs> you're going to ruin your like if your mental health only depends on those drugs, then not only are you like <laughs> without your drugs you're nothing anymore then yeah. maybe and other than that you're like in the long term you ruin your personal health by staying up i don't know 18 hours <laughs> every day sure. or more like um, maybe some people out there are okay with six hours of sleep <laughs> or even less but <laughs> i need some more <laughs> yeah same <laughs> you will break down eventually yeah. i think it's always better to opt for the natural way like if there's not like some really good underlying cause like i don't know cancer depression because in the long term that's what will kind of keep you up that's what actually like productivity is like not only found in the presence you also have to think ahead like maybe a few years maybe a few decades even because You can ruin yourself right now. Like you can work crazy for three years <laughs> and yeah. earn a million, but then the next three decades of your life they will be like maybe ruined by by drugs. <laughs> your productivity will be down, and overall, like under under the line, summing up all your productivity will be less than opting for the natural way, maybe. Yeah, for sure. You know there are, there are those quotes <laughs> on Instagram, but I think they they kind of fit into this context that the person you will be in five to 10 to 15 years largely depends on the books you read, on the habits you adapt, <laughs> on the food you eat, you mm -hmm. know, on the sort of uh, working out schedule you have, yeah. on the sort of people you have around you. So yeah, people tend to underestimate and again i'm definitely including myself here <laughs> how yes. detrimental it can be to keep doing bad habits or to keep uh, having negative people around you um and those things usually don't really feel like that big of a deal in the moment in the present you think oh well uh, I, i'm just gonna do that uh, bad habit just one more time or Uh, just for a few <laughs> weeks and it's gonna be okay i'm not gonna get addicted or whatever <laughs> like but mm. the, yeah but exactly then you wake up 10 20 years ago and you realize you are you are probably dependent on on your bad habit it has become an addiction you probably mm. won't get rid of it without uh, without professional help 
or even then it's going to be very very hard for you to to get rid of it and probably other areas of your life will be very much affected by those bad habits yeah yes that's a good summary there <laughs> nice um so yeah it's important to yeah uh, like focusing on work right now i guess it's important to like think long term then to take breaks sure to listen to your body <laughs> yeah um so you said you also found yourself in um overvaluing work too much to working um just for the sake of it <laughs> um not for actual like uh, for actually being productive what would you say is like your alternative there or like how did your thought process about that change into what did it change the i think the most the most important sort of mindset shift i made is to be always really really clear about my values and goals mm -hmm. and you know when i talk about goals i generally don't talk about i i want to weigh this many kilograms and have this many kilograms of muscle and this percentage <laughs> of body fat of course there are goals like that um but when i say goals you know in context with values i actually refer to things like um being the most authentic and honest person i can be mm -hmm. or being the best brother or son or spouse one day uh, i can be and all, all those things that don't really have an end destination and where it's way more about the process of getting there rather than achieving the goal which in and itself is impossible by definition <laughs> um yeah, yeah so yeah those things were the biggest biggest change that impacted the way i think about productivity right now so but if you like can't reach that goal isn't there like the underlying danger of becoming obsessed with one of these things as well Like uh, you being mean, a good worker, being a good father. <laughs> sure, there's a danger, but I think I I'd rather I'd rather risk being obsessive about being a great father rather than being obsessive uh, obsessive about sleeping with as many women as I can. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> true. Okay, yeah, yeah, I. I extreme example but yeah <laughs> I, i see what you mean but then again okay, is there like a mental danger even there because you can like also uh, in a negative way tell yourself like oh i could have done better there i should have uh i don't know brought my daughter uh, to school <laughs> um watched her play but i could not for that and that reason yeah i'm yeah. a bad father now and that's my goal <laughs> <laughs> to not to, my goal is actually like to be a good father how how would you yeah so, so you that? mean so you mean risking beating yourself up because you may yeah, not yeah kind of regret and, yeah and, um yeah <laughs> sure yeah, not sure, reaching there, your goal that uh, the way you planned it out maybe sure there always is this kind of risk or fear with anything really um even you know even thinking back for example to high school and graduation uh sometimes there are still moments where i think oh man wh why didn't i just study a bit sooner or a bit harder <laughs> maybe 
why wasn't I more focused? Why did I waste so much time on, mm. I don't know, YouTube, <laughs> for example? <laughs> um, so sure, yeah. But as we said in previous episodes, I think we both don't really think about those things all too much, about the things we may regret or mm. people may call regret because they're over, it's in the past. And as the Stoics said, don't yeah, live in the well. past because <laughs> it makes you depressed and don't live in the future because mm -hmm. it makes you anxious. So just focus on the present, what you have right now in this moment and make the best of it. So summarized, keep, uh, keep your values like straight and be a Stoic <laughs> to deal with all the negative side effects that might be there. <laughs> that was it for this week's episode, guys. No. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of okay. So you becoming clear about your values was like a major step for you there, then. for sure. Um, so your alternative? <laughs> do you want to get into that? Like a your alternative what? to um, just working <laughs> for the sake of it? Uh, sure, but but I I've talked quite a bit now. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. I actually wanna wanna ask you something, mm -hmm. maybe similar, which is you know although we talk about not really uh, having regrets and all that, are there still things you just wish you had done sooner? Oh, when it comes to productivity. Like productivity. Mm -hmm. Um, I think. Uh, productivity in the sense of um, effectiveness of like um, maybe um, putting out things in that sense I think I, I should have like diversified sooner because there's like that principle of the 80-20 rule <laughs> which yeah. comes up in every second episode of ours <laughs> but <laughs> to, to like state it again um, you can like achieve 80% of all the possible outputs by by just using 20% of the means might be your time um, or like I don't know your money or whatever <laughs> um, by 20% of the the means to achieve like the whole thing to the whole 100% that's like a is, there, is that okay definition of that yeah yeah definitely yeah, yeah. and what I I think we also talked about that in time management, like that perfectionism aspect. Yeah. <laughs> what I was like doing, I was, I, what I'm still doing kind of to some extent is, um, grinding for the 100%. Yeah. <laughs> in everything, or like in exams, especially, like learning a lot and just so I'm prepared for every possible, uh, question, whatever. Um, the problem with that is I'm like wasting 80% of my time for the last 20% <laughs> yeah. in that sense. And when it comes to like diversification, I noticed that, okay, maybe just don't get attached to those last 20% too much. Just let them go. And with those 80% of your time, you can do like four other things to like uh, an 80% level <laughs> so yeah. much percentages here um, might be reading might also be chilling because we always underestimate the um, importance of doing nothing or yeah. just like I don't know 
go, going for a hike or <laughs> just outside or <laughs> we underestimate the importance of that for our mental health and so yeah to to summarize like i i think like diversification in the sense of just using your time for different things learning other things and switching up your schedule maybe that's something i learned interesting okay <laughs> so but when we take this idea of having a value system in place so that you can actually mm -hmm. determine whether you're being meaningfully productive or not then after that logic you as you said you actually value good grades and which is you know understandable and it's not inherently yes. a negative thing uh <laughs> but, but no, i also value my personal health and i also value um playing the piano and enjoying a good time with my friends and by investing too much time into my good grades i neglect all of the above so <laughs> i think that's maybe how it can all right like co coexist with yeah <laughs> the value system would you say you have a value hierarchy are there values that are more important to you than others oh, or would you say they're all the same and just depends good, on the situation question. problem with values is if you make them dependent on the situation then <laughs> you could run into problems because if you principles or values they should be more or less universal <laughs> so, yeah. but, um i think yeah yeah they're is some sort of underlying hierarchy i can't pinpoint it down 100 of the time because yeah sure i like value time uh, spending my time with my family more than with my neighbors <laughs> but i also want to be a good neighbor <laughs> yeah um but there are other things where it's like difficult like where you have to decide between okay i could stay in work until like like not for me right now that example but i could stay um in work also on saturday then i will get like my um, promotion but therefore i'm neglecting my family now on that saturday like what <laughs> it's difficult and in my personal constitution which i also mentioned like i tried to kind of pinpoint down maybe an order like <laughs> um more or less like <laughs> i made like 10 paragraphs and like in descending order of the importance and stuff um personal constitution for all of you out there that's similar like to the constitution of a country <laughs> where they pinpoint down their values in a personal constitution you do like the same thing you write yourself a constitution where you pinpoint down your values and your principles you want to live by so yeah <laughs> All right. I guess that's how I'm how I'm dealing with that. Interesting. Value hierarchy there. Yeah, I, I asked that because I've actually thought about that the last few days, whether or not I actually have a value hierarchy or if it's just a mm -hmm. value list where all <laughs> values are equally important. I and think it can't be a list because not every value is equally important. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, I really do think that to some extent values can be contextual they can be dependent yeah. on the situation because the question is if that's healthy <clears throat> sure but I think there are, there are moments or situations where you 
cannot um <laughs> you know cannot get rid of that fact or fa I, I call it a fact because it just makes the most sense to me right now to say that okay le let's i'm trying to come up with an example wait okay um <laughs> the, the the train example there like there's a train track five people lying on there you could stop the train oh by pushing another god. person in front <laughs> oh my god sure <laughs> okay, but the, okay that's let's, a contextual example sure let, let, let's take that although i think it's it's maybe a little too complex for yeah sure. but I mean, but it's let, been let's take discussed it. a lot already but yeah. Yeah. yeah or like the terrorist plane example do you shoot down the plane oh or <laughs> Uh, but I, I think the difference, okay, the, the examples you just gave are actually, it, it, it isn't necessarily the, let's say, the weighing of two different values. I think they're actually the same values. Because if you take the train example, then mm -hmm. you you weigh the same value, which is the value of human life. How much do you value human life? But there mm -hmm. aren't two different, like inherently different values okay, you're yeah. actually I, I weighing, see. comparing. That, that, yeah, I guess that's kind of true. Mm. But uh, let's let's say a, a very a very simple example. You you go to the store, and on the way in, you see a let's say a a homeless woman, like on the ground sitting in front of the store. Mm -hmm. begging for money and now you or let's say one of your values is to be financially society. in the yeah, or yeah one value is that you want to be you know a good citizen and want to help people and mm -hmm. want to be sort of philanthropic and all that but another important value to you is to become financially independent as fast as possible in order to mm -hmm. maybe help out your family, which also has financial problems or whatnot. So there you have two values, which is on the one side is financial stability for yourself as fast mm -hmm. as possible. But if and you like say as fast as possible, then that implies that it's mm, like above the, the philanthropy of helping out <laughs> and that old homeless woman. Well, yeah, that's what it implies. But when we take the example, like realistically, how mm. would you behave? And I think the answer is is, is pretty clear. Like realistically, <laughs> in that we would moment, walk by and not pay her a look. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really what most people are doing. Sure. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I, I I see. Yeah, you you should like you. Um. Oh man, how is that called in in English? Um. Gewissen, consciousness, uh, cons con conscience, yeah, conscience. conscience. I think. Yeah, like it's your conscience is telling you like the the true, <laughs> or like the what's more important in that situation, I guess, which is helping out that woman. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I mean because if we take that example, you're very likely gonna give you know the spare change you have to that woman mm. because you're gonna think one, it's the right thing to do. And two, it's just a few bucks. Who cares? You know, it it helps yeah. this woman out, and you did a good deed, and she may be thankful for it, and all that. But let's take a very similar example and say there, or it's not actually that similar, but okay. Um, you go to the store, and on the way to the store, you see the newest pairs of 
sneakers and mm-hmm. you are a completely like, you know sneaker fanboy and all that and you <laughs> <laughs> you sort of hoard them like like pokemons <laughs> in your mm-hmm. home and but your values again are on the one side you you value sneakers obviously mm-hmm. because you're hoarding them and you're <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh, taking pictures <laughs> with them every year as if they're your family but on the other side you want to be financially independent mm-hmm. so now what are you gonna do i think it's actually not just those two values involved like in those two examples i think the financial independence example is yeah maybe a value in itself but it's like directed at a higher value the higher value of um, being able to do what you want to do not needing to worry about money like maybe go on a vac- going on a vacation which you value more or uh yeah i think they're like values in an, in themselves but they're also like directed at a maybe higher value that's higher up in the hierarchy yeah and they're not and that value maybe like we we don't value money in in and itself it's just a piece of paper it's just like a piece of metal in our hands like that's it's a it's a social construct there we value the things we can do with that money maybe like <laughs> living at a nice place um being able to survive yeah or like life maybe as a very higher value up in the hierarchy <laughs> sure or like maybe the highest value to <laughs> live a good life to live a fulfilling meaningful life that maybe everyone has i guess because like there would be probably no one who says i don't want to live a good life <laughs> uh, i'm actually going to be now very uh, i'm actually going to be very annoying now and provocative yeah, go ahead go ahead <laughs> I like let's discussion. say <laughs> if if let's just let's just say that every single person has has a sort of has the sort of value that they want to live a a meaningful and happy life mm-hmm. now of course everyone has a very different de- definition of what it means to be happy and to be fulfilled and to have a meaningful life now sure. there are many people many people i know that think that more goods you know more cars and more shoes and more i don't know louis vuitton stuff will actually make them happy and will actually lead Mm -hmm. to them living this meaningful life and you know to each their own and all that but in the example of the shop and the newest sneaker you really want to buy because you feel like in that moment it's actually gonna make you happy it was actually gonna lead to you having a fulfilled life but now Um, there comes someone who knows that buying a sneaker is just a financial liability it's not really the most responsible buy you could possibly do and right now buying groceries for maybe you yourself and your family is way more important and is actually also something that is going to take you a step ahead to a more meaningful life because you're feeding your family for one and you're spending time with them maybe cooking and you're <laughs> spending time together at the kitchen table instead of buying the new sneakers and posing with them on instagram yeah do, do you get so, where i'm going with this 
Yeah, so like okay. you mean that the value depends on the person, like, or, or what? What is that? What you want to say? Like how we value value depends on the person. Yeah, that. So we we are still yeah. like just that I'm uh, still <laughs> in the right spot here. We're still like trying to figure out whether there's a value hierarchy or whether there's just a list yeah. of values, right? Yeah, yeah. But wouldn't that imply that um, if the value of our values depend depends on the person that's having the values that there is some sort of hierarchy because some people value some values more <laughs> than other yeah. people value the same values <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is getting out of hand but yes yeah exactly um, so yeah you would also agree with me then that there's some sure. underlying hierarchy and not just a list sure yeah Definitely, but let, let's let's maybe move on from value and values. <laughs> that has been quite <laughs> yeah. a discussion here. <laughs> that was interesting. Um, let's get back to the simpler stuff. Yeah, like like <laughs> the question I had for you, like what is your alternative again for um, for just we're like now in the area of work again. What is your alternative for? that you figured out for yourself or just working for the sake of it because you then because like working for the sake of it makes you feel productive where you are not like actually productive yeah as i said the first and most important thing is to be clear about your values <laughs> about your we goals figured out values <laughs> and your vision in life that's the first main point but i think after that um a mistake i certainly did for a lot of years and most people probably do is that they actually measure productivity by by making their calendar full and sort of uh, not even having enough time to eat or to shower and basically just being busy all the time and whenever I'm, you sort I'm of really sorry right now but i think there was some kind of connection error and i didn't understand like the past half minute of what you were saying okay <laughs> i'll just repeat maybe that. we cut it out maybe we leave it in there we'll see <laughs> sure okay <laughs> then I, i'm just gonna repeat what i said yeah please. and i think i already forgot half of it so <laughs> um should take a brain amplifying drugs there <laughs> yeah for sure if you know anybody just, just mm. text me um, so i said that the because you asked me what i sort of uh, did to be more meaningfully productive basically yeah. and i said that the first thing was to be clear about my values and my goals and my vision for my life and then mm. after that to actually and this is where I wanted to go with what I said in the last 30 seconds to actually not measure my productivity so much or really at all by how busy I am and how much time I'm spending in front of the laptop, but by what I'm actually putting out, but what I'm, what I'm actually creating. And mm -hmm. of course, there's a problem with that because not everything can really be measured. Not and not, not and not everything really has an output for example if you if your goal is to read daily for half an hour for example then mm. you're not th there is no real output you can't really measure it apart from the fact that you have read half an hour maybe i don't know 30 pages and that's great and all but it 
in and itself doesn't actually make you that productive. But over the course of months, maybe years, you actually realize the impact it had on your life and you actually realize, okay, what I've been doing for the past five years was actually something that is productive and maybe now makes me more productive because I've read yeah. about all kinds of different productivity hacks from all those productivity gurus and all that. <laughs> uh, so there's certainly a a problem when saying you have to measure it more by output. But I think for most things we do in life, you can actually quite easily say what the output is and if you have achieved it or not. Okay, but you said that you wanted to focus more on um, kind of the way <laughs> of kind of the, like choosing values instead of goals because values um, can't be achieved. Um, <laughs> you, you know where I'm getting at. Like um, yeah. how... How would you say is that like correlating with your output orientation there? Because outputs, as you said, can usually be measured. And if you sure. focus like that tends to make you focus on your like your goal too much, maybe. Mm -hmm. Which can like be reached and doesn't lead to constant uh, improvements or <laughs> whatever yeah. value you are <laughs> striving for. Sure. Yeah, w with those values, which, as I said, aren't really achievable as, mm -hmm. you know, I want to be authentic and honest or the best father I can be and all that. Uh, sure, it's it's very hard to to work in that way and to measure your, let's say, efficiency or productivity in that way. And mm -hmm. therefore, for those things, I don't actually do it like that. I feel like for those things, I, I have a just more intuitive feeling whether or not okay. i'm on the right path and it's just a maybe lot of self journaling helps. exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah just a lot of self-reflection maybe at the end of the day taking a few seconds to think about what i did and if there were instances where i could have been more more honest or more uh, shown more empathy or whatever uh, so those are more a a job for my intuition and self-reflection mm -hmm. let's say Uh, but for most of the other stuff, as I said, for example, if I, and this is just in theory, let's say I wanted to be a successful filmmaker by the age of 30 and make a million dollars worth my films, I don't know, <laughs> let's take that, <laughs> then you can, for example, say, okay, what is actually going to get me there is, for example, filming a a short film of maybe 10 minutes every single week for the mm -hmm. next five years and it's something you can actually measure whether you've done it or not and also you can measure the time you have it, it has taken you to achieve that let's say mini goal towards that bigger goal Because maybe one week it actually takes you seven days. The next week you're a bit faster, maybe a little more more efficient and only takes you six days. And then another week um, it actually takes you nine days because you're just wasting most <laughs> of your time. And mm -hmm. therefore you can pretty easily measure whether or not you have achieved the right output in the right amount of time. 
that was mm-hmm. very confusing i realized <laughs> so no no it was okay so you're like opting for achieving some kind of output as quickly as possible um yeah yeah let's let's put it like that sure. okay okay um what i i think i have a few criticisms there <laughs> sure um what okay you already covered um like if the output is not like in our influence <laughs> like becoming a filmmaker uh, a successful filmmaker at the age of 30 i guess yeah because like that's what you're not actually saying you like want to focus on uh things that are in your influence i, I guess sure like which you can actually yeah. like achieve during the next week um quick question there like where where do you maybe draw the line <laughs> that, between, that's maybe between what exactly between things that are in your influence and that are not in your influence because it's like i guess some wishy-washy thing <laughs> in between sure. always sure that might um, be like 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 no that was not actually like a question to you that was like kind of a reflective question in the sense of okay okay you should be you should pay some kind of uh, yeah amount of your thinking to where you want to draw the line there um then we said it was hard to measure sometimes maybe but then yeah. you said you wouldn't count that into the category of uh output oriented goals i guess yeah um although oh man yeah i'm, I'm realizing i just have a hard time explaining it i guess <laughs> and maybe that means I just un- don't understand it well enough myself yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sure, oh, yeah. yeah, constant improvement there. <laughs> um, okay, so if you say you want to achieve something as quick as possible to be effective, instead of like taking uh, <laughs> twelve hours for a task that you could do in one hour, that's could also maybe lead to some negative side effects because sure. if it's like a longer task like <laughs> writing a thesis <laughs> then you can't just okay you can hustle through it <laughs> in one week <laughs> um, the I result might not be that good it. and your wife or spouse might not also be that happy <laughs> because <laughs> you didn't shower for for a week or yeah <laughs> yeah like that's um, maybe something we should also pay attention to though. Sure. Like again with values and yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, I think when I said as quick as as quickly as possible, uh that's bullshit. Let's just for, forget that. Um <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's a, there's a great danger in in saying I want to achieve x and y as fast as possible because mm. once you try to achieve a goal going into it with that mentality of i'm trying to achieve it as fast as possible you are inevitably gonna look for shortcuts um or you're gonna look for you know ways to kind of cheat your way through because you want to achieve it faster than anybody else and what i (laughs) i'm coming back to programming what i learned with programming is that 
even though in the moment it may seem like you are you are just going way slower than you would like to and you know you 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 just want to jump into the project and try to do it yourself and um forget all of the basics you actually need to complete a project um mm-hmm. it, it may seem like you're advancing in the short term it may feel yeah. like oh, okay look I, i've actually uh, managed to finish the project all by myself without uh, i don't know reading the documentation for it um but there are a few things <laughs> that you're going to realize just a few weeks later when you look back at it which is for one you haven't actually retained much of the information because you had no real clue what you were doing you're just kind of <laughs> figuring it out as you go you have <laughs> no idea the of the basics of programming <laughs> sure to some extent error, you try everything to yeah. fix it and there will be three more <laughs> <laughs> sure to some extent that's true but i think you definitely yeah, need yeah. a good grasp of the basics and you know if if mm-hmm. if you don't have those then after a few weeks you you're gonna have to start from zero again just because you you weren't patient enough to actually give yourself time to take things a little bit slower maybe in the short term but that way just move move faster in the long term okay so we're we're focusing again on long-term productivity here so to say um but again it's like figuring out the basics that's that seems kind of wishy-washy again to me something that's hard to measure when do you have the basics and don't you have the basics does that fit into the output orientation there (laughs) um yes kind of and to the question when do we know when we actually have the basics or how (laughs) how much basic is enough basic (laughs) um yeah it's it's a hard question to answer because <laughs> especially in programming you know you you can actually just google how much i don't know javascript do i need to know before learning react and every mm-hmm. single web page and youtube video you watch about it it's going to say a different thing and some 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 things may overlap but many people some people will say you don't need any javascript if you are <laughs> able to just uh, think logically some need, some say you uh, you you need to have multiple javascript projects finished all by yourself without watching tutorials uh, some <laughs> say some say that just reading quickly through the documentation and understanding concepts uh, is enough and i think it's a very personal and subjective thing to realize okay i think i've I've got a good grasp of the basics whatever that means to me and now i can i can move on and if i see i struggle too much i can always go back to the basics and and just learn it all right could i i it doesn't yet seem so clear to me what you want to exactly do with your (laughs) output oriented productivity here could you maybe like for me also maybe for the listeners summarize your standpoint on there again yeah yeah for sure i think it was all as you said just very wishy-washy by my side Mm. i apologize for that that's i'm not (laughs) criticizing i'm not no criticizing that it's just i 
I don't quite grasp it yet because <laughs> some of the examples um, you came up with or I came up with, they kind of seem to contradict more or less that system. <laughs> sure. All righty. Uh, I'm going to try to summarize it. Oh, man. <laughs> Now the pressure is on. Yeah, no the worries. What you can't do anything wrong. <laughs> so basically where my idea of this more output oriented productivity comes from is that we often do the mistake to to mistake uh, being busy <laughs> for actually being productive and more specifically actually being meaningfully productive which mm. as we said means you have a clear value system a goals vision a vision for your life and all that and once you have those goals and visions and values sort of laid out in front of you everything that you know you want to achieve based on those values and goals you can now you can now more efficiently measure whether or not you're actually moving towards them mm -hmm. or if you're just running on a treadmill being pseudo productive so okay when i yeah. when i say output oriented i mean let's let's say practicing the piano you want to learn a new piece that's sort of your short-term term goal that's gonna lead to your long-term goal which is to be able to play the piano pretty well <laughs> yeah um so you want to learn this piece. You you sit down, you start practicing, maybe an hour goes by. And after that hour, you realize, okay, you've actually just been rushing through the piece and you ha haven't mm. actually retained anything. And you're sort of, again, back to zero because you, you've just rushed through it. Therefore, um, when I measure that by output, the output is basically zero because I haven't achieved okay, anything. Okay, yeah. So again, that's like... <laughs> um against the standpoint of getting something done as quickly as possible actually it's like orientating yourself at like the meaningful output which technique or which way of practicing will get me to the goal most effectively which is which isn't like rushing through the piece or practicing five hours a day because i won't retain anything it's maybe something in between there okay that's that's what you want to say more or less Yeah, man, I think so. <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> sure at this point. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, but I'm more clear about that. Okay, yes. man, like that, an example from like my side where. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think it's I think it's quite a nice discussion, like getting into details a bit more sure. and yeah, getting to the ground of things. Like an example from my side where I tend to be uh, where I often tap into the trap of being pseudo productive is when it comes to reading because i say myself okay i read i don't know 50 pages today <laughs> about that awesome productivity book from i don't know uh james clear atomic habits <laughs> whatever <laughs> and then there's so much information in that chapter that i even though i read like 50 pages i don't retain anything in the long term because i read too much and didn't focus on getting it into my head <laughs> in an effective way so kind of 
when it comes to, I guess, to output orientation, it doesn't mean the actual output of reading 50 pages. It means the um, kind of long-term result that's actually coming from it. Not something you can measure, yeah. but the improvement that maybe comes over the long time, long term, or like at the end of the day, at the end of the week, is actually there. Yeah, a, uh, like maybe th also in combination with your value system mm -hmm. there, because your value is not like reading fifty pages a day <laughs> or like uh, uh, how many is that a week? Three hundred fifty a week. It's becoming wiser about productivity or whatever you're reading about sure so output yeah. doesn't mean output in the literal sense like 50 pages it means outputs in the sense of how much closer am i to my values yeah am i am i actually moving forward or, or am i just standing okay. still it's yeah, probably a better way to uh, put it yeah output is a bad word probably <laughs> yeah it depends oh, on how you define it i guess but yeah if, sure. if it's that way then i'm yeah <laughs> i'm more enlightened now <laughs> oh, all right that's great um man that was a long investigation of my <laughs> of my output idea i'm definitely yeah but have to i think we come came to a good conclusion here sure but i think i definitely have to think about it more clearly it's as you said you're you're right it's definitely still a lot it's still very wishy-washy not very clear <laughs> but we, and precise. We, we pinned it down a bit more specifically. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. It was definitely helpful. I hope also to the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, one last idea which also came to my mind is <laughs> in the field of, like, jobs and working at some kind of job where we have fixed working hours like you kind of need to stay <laughs> you need to stay in eight hours a day and like those people who are actually working productive and efficiently and get done it with a job they are kind of punished in that system because they get another task to do that day <laughs> because if they finish early you, they can't go home yeah <laughs> um they they get punished by uh, like being uh, awarded another task instead of like free time <laughs> at home maybe <laughs> sure that also came like to my mind maybe that's something we could also change when it comes to productivity and output because <laughs> sure. like several studies have also shown like that maybe four day work week is more effective or a shorter way and day is more effective for companies <laughs> Because, I mean, the question every worker will ask themselves is, okay, I could finish two uh, I could finish that task uh, in those eight hours today <laughs> and have a relaxed and chill day, or I could finish it in four hours and get another task and stress myself even more. <laughs> yeah. And overall, the productivity is done. Mm -hmm. no. Yeah, in interesting. I'm. Uh, I know if if you do four four days a week work weeks <laughs> then you definitely all have work week <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you definitely have a lot more intensity and stress in the workplace but you but also have more power i guess because like sure. eight hour work there or like five days a week is also in itself stressful 
but but would you say okay let's just make a quick thought experiment you are the ceo and you can decide uh, that yeah. kind of stuff would you would you turn a five day per week eight hours per day work week to a four days per week eight hour work week or would you say okay because we actually um have a eight hours less we have to kind of put them into the this four day work week therefore it's mm -hmm. not going to be just eight hours it's maybe going to be i don't know 10 hours per day no like as i said i guess working longer is not necessarily more effective as we established or like more productive in the long term um i'd say i i'd rather opt for dropping a whole day completely <laughs> Okay. Um, I had like the pleasure uh, in school of not needing to go to school on Wednesdays, like after I was done with my thesis and stuff, special program and stuff, you know, um, yeah. and it felt like I was, uh, I was being so much more productive, more or less, <laughs> um, because I had like a second weekend in the middle of my week where I could do stuff I like with friends or where I could also like learn a bit more um in that scenario okay admittedly we had a little bit more hours added on the other parts of the week uh, on, on the other days of the week but i also noticed that after being nine hours in school <laughs> you can't just you cannot focus anymore it's like <laughs> yeah. That's not what I'd call meaningful productivity sitting in <laughs> and uh, the last hour in, in school, not being able to concentrate, focus and do anything yeah. anymore. <laughs> just yeah. like, just yeah. the same with your teacher who's just, who just also wants to go home and therefore <laughs> isn't doing any, any uh, course anymore. He's just talking to you. <laughs> um, it would actually be fun if the teachers could decide whether or not you, you have lessons. And if mm. they just don't feel like it or rather just be home, they can say, okay, guys, listen, uh, you can just go home. I'm going to go home now too. And we're going to, we're going to mm. see, <laughs> and we, we're going to meet next Thursday again. <laughs> That'd actually be pretty yeah, cool. Very nice. Um, what I'd be opting for is kind of either maybe dropping a whole day completely, maybe in the middle of the week. Okay. Wednesday seems kind of nice because you kind of have that break in between. Um, where you don't have like to work five or four days in that sense <laughs> after each other or the other alternative is keeping maybe five uh, work days a week but making them shorter to oh, increase okay. the overall productivity there because like okay. the last few hours they don't add anything <laughs> <laughs> or any, not anything uh, substantial i guess Okay. Well, that goes kind of hand in hand with, with what I experienced with my personal work there. Um, if there's more diversity in my schedule, meaning I work on something for two hours, then I can like focus my brain on something completely different. Like from going from learning to playing the piano, that makes me so much more happier, than, so much uh, more happier, or whatever the... Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure either. Um, then working, uh, I don't know, four hours, like learning four hours and uh, then playing uh, four hours, uh, then playing the piano four hours, uh, rather than like two hours of work, two hours of piano, two hours of work, two hours of piano. It's kind of 
helps my I, I guess my mind a bit more to be yeah, on height sure. in everything I do by switching sure. around. And I think you could we could also do that with the work week maybe. Wouldn't it be interesting then to try to let's say maybe let's say keep the five day per week work week, mm-hmm. but have those scheduled or maybe not even scheduled have have like a a company rule that each day you have to take out two hours mm-hmm. of your work day and do whatever you want. If you want to keep working, you can do that. If you mm-hmm. just want to go out and meet someone, you can do that. If you just want to do something creative uh, or drink coffee or take a nap, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't would that be a a a let's say good alternative to how things I, are right now? I I think so even i mean if you could make it flexible for everyone choosing how they spend their time at work you could make work a much more happier place for your workers i mean it's exactly what google is doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> with their workplaces yeah. i mean they they put bowling alleys into their headquarters and i don't know it's just to make them a nice place to hang out and around and where you can work everything every, everywhere where you want um, with those two hours, I think, yes, I think that would be a good alternative, I guess, to just get a long, extensive break from what you're doing. Or for those people who, I don't know, really want to get home and to really want to be productive, they can put those past two hours at the last two hours of the day. Yeah, so they are like exactly. basically getting home two hours earlier than the rest or for those who need a break and enjoy being at work with their colleagues they can put it in the middle of the day exactly man it's actually pretty interesting maybe one day <laughs> each of us gonna have his own company and we're gonna try that stuff out you know <laughs> one month <laughs> yeah, let's do five hours five hour uh work days and you can choose your free two hours per day or let's do mm. four hour work weeks uh, four four day work weeks not four hour <laughs> work weeks that would be too too good to be true. No, but I, I think it it depends on how you communicate with your um, employees there. Sure. <laughs> because if you just take that day away and don't explain why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think you have to kind of have to tell them that, okay, we take that away. You have more time at home. Therefore, yeah, kind of... <laughs> focus here <laughs> be a bit more productive <laughs> no, I, I just imagine you know, um imagine a ceo going up to his employees and on a thursday mm. and being like okay listen up guys uh, you're not gonna come to office tomorrow and then just yeah. he, he just leaves <laughs> 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 and then we goes be like okay wait are, are, are we fired or is it a good no, thing no in the sense are of like i mean in the sense of sure, creating I, I some kind of um sense for sticking together here i give you two <laughs> hours less of work you can concentrate more i hope Don't you appreciate disappoint that me <laughs> yeah i i got it yes <laughs> like i also i also just came up with that for with another thought here um there's also like a company i don't remember which one it was exactly they like say okay at least one day of the week you have to work at your with your uh at something you really enjoy <laughs> in nice. our company you can i think it was even google too or some kind of programming company <laughs> probably <laughs> um where they say okay um one day a week 
you can work on whatever you enjoy right now. It can could be programming um, some... Yes, it actually was Google, I think, because Gmail was some of those projects okay. that some guys came up with. Yeah. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah, I heard of that. <laughs> Google nice. is actually like quite a nice workplace. But it has True. kind of also a bad reputation because it's Google. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah. Facebook, Facebook mm. as well, Amazon. I mean, those big tech companies, the mm. FANG companies as they're called, are great and all and sort of everybody wants to work there and the pay is amazing and the offices are amazing but but yeah you know <laughs> yeah just just a little side thought here with how we sure. could maybe make work more meaningful more productive more effective like you know yeah. for all and of the it, participants maybe yeah sure and the employees more happy maybe with office yes. dogs which actually, yeah. oh. actually exists oh man yeah it office would actually annoy nice. me yeah. really i think it would actually annoy me after some time imagine you're you're a program okay and you're mm -hmm. sitting on that bug for i don't know how many hours that day and suddenly you're so close to the solution and suddenly a dog comes by and wants to play with you and you're just like oh my come on <laughs> please i'm trying to focus but really how how often will that happen i think as a programmer daily <laughs> <laughs> no maybe in the long term a dog is actually quite helpful there because it gives you an opportunity to take a quick break to get your emotional uh, <laughs> feelings, anxiety relieved. Oh, what a nice doggo. I have to pet him. What a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instead of like working uh, five hours in a, uh, in a chunk there. That's also yeah. kind of what the Pomodoro technique is aiming at. <laughs> if we also want to get in that one. But I think, yeah. No, I think office dogs. Who doesn't love dogs? Okay, maybe sure. I, 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 man, I don't have anything <laughs> against dogs, but I think when you're, especially when a when you're in a sort of department where you need to be focused on hours on end to mm. find the solution to something, or even if you're not and you're just you know so close to the solution and maybe <laughs> just you know, you you have built up all that all that research and all that stuff that you, you've been trying to figure out in order to solve the problem. I mean, you're mm. so close and then suddenly the office dogs want to, wants to play with you and doesn't leave you alone and suddenly <laughs> everything you've researched sort of gets lost. Oh, uh, I, and I think I think that's not what will be happening. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I think that's a bit too, ex find too out. extreme there. But no. I, I see you see it as a kind of a distraction at your workplace. As a potential distraction, yeah, sure. Because yeah. not your whole day is going to be like that, as you said. But mm. in those but moments... damn, rather that cute little doggo than my <laughs> smartphone. <laughs> of course, yes. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I think we can finish it off with the part <laughs> of the, the good boy. <laughs> Definitely. That's a nice, nice way to end this week's episode. Do we actually want to to try to summarize it? Because honestly, I think we already summarized it in between. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, what what did we talk about? Like, the last point was about um, 
uh, the, the work, uh, <laughs> how, how to make uh, maybe work more productive and meaningful for yeah. um, both boss, like CEO and employees <laughs> with potential doggos involved. <laughs> <laughs> and the other part was yeah. about, I don't know, figuring out a value system and based on that value system, determining what will give you the most effective output long in the long term. Yeah, <laughs> and not doing what's easiest and not working for the sake of working because that won't get you anywhere. Sure, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> just just yeah, um, jump good. back uh, twenty minutes, then there will be like Yasin's summary at <laughs> where attempt, I ask him again. Attempt mm. of his summary, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but nice. Yeah, we we learned that we have to <laughs> think out things more clearly <laughs> here. De definitely. <laughs> All right, I think that that was a a pretty a pretty let's say mind challenging episode at least for it me. It was solid. <laughs> it was solid. <laughs> I enjoyed it very much, man. Yeah, and me too. It involved a lot of discussion, and as as we already established, like we want to discuss through things rather than just agree through everything. <laughs> exactly. All right, we can end it now. I think. Thanks guys so much for listening and for following our sometimes confusing thoughts and arguments. <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed it as always and see you next week. Yeah, have a good time. Bye.